a person advanced in spiritual knowledge or a person expert in the practice of mystic yoga yama niyama asana and so on can understand transcendence either as paramatma or as the supreme personality of god the supreme lord is the original cause of all natural events therefore he is described as sarva karana karanam the cause of all causes behind everything visible to our materialized is some cause and one who can see the original cause of all causes lord krishna can actually see krishna the sachidananda vigraha is the background of everything as he himself confirms in bhagavad gita 9:10 maya lakshana prakriti suryate sacharacharam etnanyana kamteya jagatipari vartate this material nature is working under my direction osana kunti and it is producing all moving and non moving beings by zoom this manifestation is created and animated again and again om gyana tindrasya yahan jana charakya sakshur mrinena tasmay sindhu vedanga shri chaitanya manobhishtam sapita mena bhutale vayam upagata ayam tadati swaparantikam अन्यम
of that place in different part of Jamsubi in this uh, rural area. So the worship of the Supreme Lord is happening everywhere. Not only here, any place, any time. It's like uh, at a given point somewhere someone is worshipping Krishna, offering. It's like we have Mangalati in the morning. If we get a place somewhere, Mangalati is happening anyway. <laughs> I attend every day Mangalati devotees. Either here or Mayapur or in the US. So, here within this world, also you can see at a given point, someone is offering some bhoga to Krishna, or someone is offering some prayers or worship, arati. You can see that. Harina. Yeah? Harina. So, so this, this, this is a showcasing how uh, devotees are present everywhere. Obviously, living in India everywhere. And uh, so, Bhagavatam is giving us uh, some idea. That's why this kind of uh, prayers, knowledge, everything, we cannot able to understand or conceive by mental speculation. Shabha Brahma, no. That's, these are revealed to the proper candidate who are ready. So here, uh, what is a what is a prayer? So Bhumi Devi is saying, I pray, I'm, I'm, I'm offering my obeisances again and again to the Supreme Lord, Namo Namaha. To that Lord who is free, completely free from Maya. So I pay my obeisances to you, O Lord. You are completely free from mind. Krishna in Bhagavad Gita time and again, he says that uh, I am aloof from you. This material energy, this Maya is my divine energy. And uh, I am not bound by this any action or duty. Even though Krishna played the role of a Kshatriya or something, he doesn't have any material duty or he doesn't have any material thing. And he is not bound by material energy. He comes as a human form, but that doesn't mean that he is applied to the same what we go through. Krishna says, He's just like human. But he is not bound by the external energy mind. So he is completely free from mind. He is like a lotus, which is in the water, but he is not touched by the water. And completely free from Maya, and then. People who actually, who can see, those intelligence is fixed in proper execution or those intelligence, those who can able to perform devotional service, 
and they have activity and then they have time and then the control of activity. So these are all, everything is included in the material energy that is, is given here. Then we can see super soul and the living entity. <coughs> now, in the purport if you see, so there is living entity and the material energy. If you take the stand that living entity is all in all, that is wrong. So that is presented by Prabhupada in the first half that how the living entity is dependent on Krishna. The living entity may be the secondary cause or if you want to do certain activity, you know, he may be, you know, living entity also considered as Chetrajyan, living entity is also considered as a Purusha, then, you know. But the ultimate director, so if you can see in the purport Prabhupada is, the background of all this activity is a living being and the director of the living being is a super soul. So, living entity can desire, but that needs to be sanctioned by the super soul and that has to be provided by the material nature. Otherwise, living entity just by his desire and his body, if you see from the 18th chapter, I think, there are five factors involved in any activities, whether the body, the soul, um, the sanction, the endeavor, and the material injuries. Five, five people are involved in any action you see. So we are just, uh, uh, we are not completely the doer in one sense. There are many doers. So in that way, the living entity is not all in all. So the living entity is dependent on the super soul or the supreme law. And that's why Prabhupada quoting that verse that even to remember something or the knowledge and the forgetfulness. So what exactly that? The forgetfulness of the past. The living entity has to forget about the past memories and past acts, whatever you know, that, that actually will help him to go forward and thinking that I can enjoy this material world. If we can remember everything what happened to us, then we may not be, uh, we'll become a dhira, sober. We don't want to continue. And the, the super soul actually gives required information to carry out that activities. So that is the knowledge. What exactly required at that time? And the super soul is also is a witness, is the observer, is a permitter, is a maintainer, is a sanctioner. So he keeps a track of everything and he gives you the remembrance. So the living entity is dependent on super soul for direction. So then one may, then, then the usual uh, uh, say the, the scientists and uh, the atheists or people who are not God consciousness, they think the energy is all in all. That everything is uh, by the energy. Creation is by energy, the maintenance, the beautiful, they see um, just by chance and from chance we say that how this perfect happening nature 
then come up with, they come up with the point that it is happening by law, certain law is happening. But law or the creation is not happening by chance. Chance is a probability of the outcome. Some observe, some observe, they already, if they have observed something, then they can have a probability. No one has presented before when we, the world is created. So then, there is a law, there is a certain law, is there, and there is a lawmaker, we say. Everything is happening by itself. There is someone is behind it. Behind that energy, there is an energetic person. But only if we see that energy, then we don't acknowledge, then Prabhupada is presenting that even the external energy or the material energy is happening under the purview of Krishna. Maya Dakshayana Prakriti. The material nature is working under my direction. Producing all moving and non-moving by its root, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. So we can see the living entity and the external energy both are dependent on the Supreme Lord. They are not independent. They are not independent. The living entity, not the energy, all in all. So here, uh, a person advanced, a person advanced in spiritual knowledge as as a person expert in the practice of mystic yoga, yama, niyama, asana, and so on, can understand transcendence either as paramatma or as a Supreme Personality of God. The Supreme Lord is the original cause of all natural events. He is described as Sarva Karana Karana. So Prabhupada, behind everything visible to our material eyes is some cause. Whatever we see, there is some cause. And one can see the original cause of all causes the Lord Krishna can actually see. So the knowledge that everything, you know, we, we see from Bhagavad Gita, the Vibhuti, something is maintained or the essence of something or something is great in a particular thing, that is Krishna. Arjuna asks the question, the opulence of the Absolute or the knowledge, you know, seven chapter is the knowledge of the Absolute, the tenth chapter is called the opulence of the Absolute. It gives more detail about the knowledge of Krishna and how can one see Krishna in material realm. So that actually helps one's devotion. The more one knows about a person, it helps to develop the relationship with that person. Right? So same in that way, the more one knows about Krishna, it helps one's meditation about Krishna and obviously it helps their enhance the devotion to Krishna. So because Krishna says one has to think about Him, one has to think 
absorb manmana bhavadnato in every every chapter he says this theme at the end of one's life one has to think about krishna but then uh, giving details on the opulence of krishna helps one to think about krishna wherever he see krishna says i am the purification i am the wind i am the sun and the moon the taste in the water and the first thing he says in that opulence is i am a paramatma seated in everyone's heart so here if you see it says one can see the lord one can see the lord now the lord is transcendental he is beyond the or he is beyond the external energy now we have the body and we have the subtle body and the gross body which is the creation of material energy then how can one see something which is beyond the material energy even though we have the products of material energy so uh, here it says that okay fine we have our material energy we have you know so many creation and then if say one who can they can also see your transcendental form as super soul or they can see krishna so then um, this is acharya's discussion uh, how can they see so yesterday in class uh, uh, actually explain this one this the churning so like the wood coming up the the, the the basically the wood as fire in it, right the wood as fire but then how it is produced or how it's seen how can we see then by rubbing the rubbing the wood is seen so similarly if one can churn is practices or the mind and use his intelligence in worship worship of the lord with great effort or basically one can use this material creation the body the mind the senses the intelligence in practicing the hearing and the chanting of the lord then one can see even though one has the gross and the material world so basically one can perceive even though one has a material gross one the subtle body one can perceive the spiritual form of the lord through the agency of perception that is sense and the mind when he practices the mystic yoga or the angas of bhakti we can see that the devotees are absorbed in the krishna or krishna consciousness when they are absorbed they are uh, we can say one is liberated when one perform bhakti he is in the liberated plan how is it possible it's it's if you want to think one may say oh, it's a ordinary activity if you want to say it's just a ordinary activity 
without the knowledge, a person without any knowledge or something, it feels like that a person is performing bhakti and a person normal, they both are same. It looks the same. Now, when, when, when a cup is carried, the lion is the same mouth, but the kitten feels so safe and protected and sheltered. But then if any uh, rat or any other animal, it sees the, you know, as a dead personified. When a person says, when a devotee engaged in the hearing and chanting and thinking about Krishna, he is completely aloof from this material pangs or the miseries of this material world. Doesn't affect him. But when one is only concerned about the sense gratification or the bodily, then he is affected by this changing like the season, Krishna says. So, uh, yeah, so then Acharya says, Vishnu Chakravita Kuri explains, I offer my obeisances to you who is devoid from Maya. Now, the, here he says, he is offering to obeisances to the Lord. You can want to take, okay, when the Lord is beyond the material energy or he is, he is also um, saying uh, obeisances to the devotees. So he is saying, I offer respect to you who make the devotee form free from that. The Lord is also, say for example, if one has to see the Lord, then one has to be above the material existence. Or like we say, for example, Krishna is like fire. But when one is associating, then that has to be at the same quality. Otherwise, we will get burnt. So here, Krishna Chakravarti is saying that I am offering to obeisance to you who can actually make the devotee free from Maya. How? So then, how the devotee actually free from Maya? Because when he is engaging with the material senses and body and everything in the service of devotional service, which is like the fire. When iron rod, which is iron, but when it is kept in the fire, then it gets the quality of the fire. You know, there is no difference then. That act as like a fire. So similarly, that is bhakti. That is what is bhakti? Bhakti means when the senses are engaged in the service of the proprietor of the senses, that is called bhakti. Or the body, when the body is engaged in the service, then it becomes bhakti. So similarly, even though one may have this material body, which is the product of material energy, when one engages in the different limbs of devotional service, then one get purified, one also can get free from this material existence, from this maya, and also one can see the Supreme Lord. 
Now this is also interesting. When we say, when we use our intelligence, fix our intelligence. So when we perform bhakti, what one can see is, they can see the perils of this material world and also they can see the beauty of Krishna or the attractiveness of Krishna. So this is intelligence. Intelligence yesterday, we see the favorable or unfavorable or direct or indirect, you can see. One, directly we worship Krishna, we engage in bhakti, we get some taste, higher taste. That is very much required. And then, because when we are performing bhakti, we can also able to see the effect of material energy or how this is um, uh, proper here. So that also gives an impetus for a devotee to perform more bhakti. So this is intelligence. So two you can see. So that's what this verse says. You can see both. You can see the Lord. At the same time, you can see the effect of Maya. Both is required actually for a devotee. That we say, okay, fine. Um, when, the, when, the, when the past tense of Krishna, which is actually performed to attract the condition, so no doubt about it. It's a high caliber. But one also get to know about the philosophy like in given Bhagavad Gita or other books, where the working of material energy, how the material energy is acting upon the spirit soul, how the, how the, how the living entity is traveling. So this kind of knowledge also helps one. Because that one can able to see that and one can able to actually relate to that more. Then when one is, you know, meditating on the past and the other So one qualifies them. So that one can see. So this is uh, uh, the process uh, uh, Prabhupada in the words 1515 which is quoted here. Prabhupada explains uh, the Vedas or the process is given. The process are the three things are given. Three things are given. What is that? The, the process, the goal and the relation. In this verse also we can see the process clearly that using the senses and the mind in the service of Krishna. And, and uh, the, uh, the mystic yoga process in the sixth chapter, Prabhupada, Dhyana Yoga, they talk about uh, uh, in the especially sixth verse, sixth verse which tells that one who conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. But for one who has failed to do so, his mind will remain the greatest enemy. So I will read the purport to this verse, which gives the idea of the Paramatma, which is mentioned here. So, the purpose of practicing any fold yoga is to control the mind in order to make it friendly in discharging the human mission. Unless the mind is controlled, the practice of yoga is simply a waste of time. At this point, even in the preface to nectar of instruction, even um, if you see many where Prabhupada stresses that advancement of a devotee it depends on the 
control of mind and senses. There is no question of happiness if doesn't one have peace. How the peace? That is, you know, there is no liberation without the that I have. There is no liberation without the control of senses. And then if there is no control of senses, there is no peace. If there is no peace, there is no happiness. To get the control of senses and mind, we need knowledge also. So, this is a yama and niyama. We follow certain rules and regulations. We follow, follow certain do's and don'ts. One may think, why, why we have to do this? Why can't we uh, directly uh, uh, you know, relish the past tense of Krishna, which is very nice to hear? What happens when there is no commitment of following certain regulative principles or uh, rules and regulation, it goes in and it comes out like so it doesn't stay in the heart. It, it feels good, oh yeah, like nice pastime, nice kata and everything. But when one is not following certain principle, then there is no transformation. One who cannot control his mind lives always with the greatest enemy, and thus his life and his missions are spoiled. The constitutional portion of living entity is to carry out the order of the superior. So this is a very good point. So as long as one's mind remains an unconquered enemy, one has to serve the dictations of lust, anger, avarice, and illusion. But when the mind is conquered, one voluntarily agrees to abide by the dictation of the Supreme Person of God, who is situated within the heart of everyone as Paramatma. So. Real yoga practice entails meeting the Paramatma within the heart, then following his dictation. For one who takes to Krishna conscious directly, perfect surrender to the dictation of the Lord follows automatically. The Paramatma is there within our heart. That some, if any activity uh, we perform, or when, especially when, when someone is performing sinful activity, there is a spike sense of guilt or slight sense of some hesitation is there. This is not good. Very faint. Obviously when a devotee is practicing bhakti, he can hear that voice very loudly. This is bad. This is not good for you. Who you want to be? Think about it. You know, we have this talking, isn't it? We go through that. Oh, this is not, this, this thought is not good. This is not going to help me. What you know, uh, what this is. So, we, we, we try to uh, hear more and more. We can able to get that determination, that willpower. Krishna gives that remembrance for the devotee. Krishna gives that knowledge. For a devotee, he gives that spiritual knowledge, he gives that spiritual remembrance. So then this Paramatma, if you see for the devotee, okay, fine, that, that we are not following the Ashtanga path, we are not doing that do's and don'ts. Then devotee, how the Paramatma is speaking? You see, this Paramatma is actually the manifestation of Lord Nityananda. He is a Chaitanya Guru. For us, when we hear the instruction of Guru, when we read the Shastras, when we, read, when we get the instruction of the devotee, that's how Paramatma is speaking. Don't think that we have, you know, Karmatma one day. 
manifesting forearms and he touched that conch on her head. But that also happened to Nardamuni, you know. He, he, he was he served the devotees. We see for us Paramatma is our spiritual master who is who is another the manifesto of Lord Nityananda. We have different gurus, the Chaitanya Guru, one will introduce Siksha Guru, Diksha Guru. Krishna says, for the devotee, I personally come deliver. So for, for devotee, when he is following the instruction of Guru, the Shabu, the Shastra, that is the uh, uh, instruction of Paramahama. And you clearly see that there is two instructions. One at a given point, we have two people instructing us. One is Paramatma, one is mind. The mind has to be controlled by the superior. So superior is intelligence. If we don't give instruction or you know give a take an authority to the mind, then the mind will take us for a simple as that. Especially spiritual intelligence. Spiritual intelligence comes when we read Shastras. And when we read Shastra, we are here to Srila Prabhupada, especially his Parvata and everything, which is the ultimate medicine for Kalyuga because he exactly knows how our mind thinks. And Prabhupada, here and there, he, he gives that dose you know, exactly what we want at that time. So that, that sense us actually to control our mind. And when our mind is controlled, then when our senses are engaged in the service of Krishna, hearing and chanting, then we can see the Lord, the Paramatma who is working behind. We can see the Lord within us, we can see the Lord among everyone as well. And we can see the Lord everywhere. We can see the hands of the Lord everywhere. So that's the uh, Translation purpose, and I'll stop here. If you see anyone has questions or comments and corrections, yes. The quote that you mentioned about Padma, where is that from? Which quote? The, the last quote that you displayed. Oh, this is 6.6. My point.
Online, online. Prabhu, if you see the current situation in the world uh, because of this COVID, people are not able to see the uh, real reason why things are happening. Yeah. Right? Sarva Karana what Krishna says, uh, the, uh, sorry, Prabhupada says in the last point of the report, we are not able to see the real thing. At times, our intelligence is fixed. We are able to see that, yes, the Lord is the cause of all these things. But at times, Still, the material energy overpowers even everybody, and then we are delusion, we are delusion even for the commentary. Being. So, how do we, uh, you know, keep that uh, uh, this thing going on, the faith and this thing going on? It becomes very challenging in part of times. Something, but I don't know what you're doing. 
<laughs> it's like you can't see the background of it. Then I said, you know, see, basically we are helping, we are doing this, uh, uh, doing this food distribution and everything. And I said, oh yeah, it makes sense actually. And uh, I said, I'm going to contribute. Uh, and, uh, I've got a lot of people, uh, and uh, actually in the neighborhood, not many people know. And we have a lot of connection in the neighborhood. We like to, you know, tell, create an awareness and do. A lot of things happen, but we don't know exactly, and uh, you know, we've been here for a long time, but I don't know like, what's happening. So, when we tell, then uh, his appreciation has increased, and he wants to engage in the service. He said, it's just like uh, what we can do, what help we can do, is like some, is there anything which we can help? What are the areas we can help, and how we can participate? So, the same, you know, if you know that Paramatma is behind in everything, or if you see the hands of God in everything, and if you get the knowledge of God, then the next step is we want to participate. So there's a human nature that when something is good, something is that makes sense and everything, I want to be part of that. Yeah? I want to be part, I want to contribute, I want to help. You did good, so I want to be there. So that's how. Um, uh, when we get the knowledge of the Lord, that He is there behind, then we want to engage in service. So, uh, that essay was, uh, that person uh, uh, was not happy at all because uh, previously. previously and most of the time. But, uh, so then uh, we shared the contacts, he is a lawyer or something, and, uh, and uh, so he said, yeah, I've got a lot of networks and people, so we can we can do something and we can help. So that's that's good actually because if they know what we are doing, and I said, well, why we don't know? Why we don't know like that? I said to be frank, we don't have time to do marketing. And then and then he said, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, I understand. You're doing the ground level work and everything like that. That's good. That's good. I can understand that you're busy in doing. He said, yeah, yeah, we don't have time to do this all kind of marketing, so just uh, doing things. So then he said, oh, yeah, good, that's good, that's good, we will, uh, we will do something. So we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, think that this place is not our home. So. Okay.